RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. So everyone's talking about the spark response to Bob McCroskey, um, initiated by comments made by Chanel Lal. So let's um, talk about this more. Roe Edge, Karina Shields, auntie, and Alia Bland from Voices for Freedom uh, joins us. Uh, ladies, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> ladies, yes, you are welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for coming in this morning. Who wants to start to talk about this, Roe? Oh, look, it just does my head in. You know, Spark didn't need to respond to Lau's thread. You know, there was no in- invitation for them to respond, but obviously they had some young person working their social media and they thought they would be a virtue signaler and just make that comment. And it was just so stupid because yeah. they were supporting the cancellation of women's voices. You know, that's essentially what they were doing quite happily and celebrating it. And then when they were questioned about it, they came back and went, yep, you know, pretty much that's what we're doing. And we don't want to have a conversation like there's no more debate. And we just seem to see this this attitude on the subject consistently. Is that a rogue social media person or is that company policy? What do you reckon? Well, it's hard to know, isn't it? I think it probably started off with a social media person probably taking it into their own hands and then the company having to mop up and trying to be supportive of the rainbow community because they put themselves in a really terrible position because if they withdrew from that comment, you know, and pulled it back, then the rainbow community would pounce on them. But so they had to kind of try to find a middle ground, but yeah, they didn't, unfortunately. And they know TERFs is a derogatory term. Everyone knows that. Well, it is now. You would hope <laughs> if you so. didn't. If you didn't know it after Let Women Speak, you've been living in a cave. Karina, auntie, you've been pretty strident. You've been talking about going into a Spark store, actually, and giving them a piece. <laughs> Not so much the, the, the people working in the store, because I get that they're just a link in the chain, right? But it was more so somebody needs to answer my question about how do I close my accounts, because I wasn't getting that from them yesterday when I was trying to contact them. So it was more about me going in saying, hey, how do I get out of this contract? And perhaps letting people in the store know what Spark's stance was. Because for me, it's that shutting down of conversation. And we've seen it so much over the last three years. And it's just constant now where anytime somebody says something opposing, you automatically get shut down. And that's what we're seeing from Spark. I know a lot of people see this as being cancel culture. For me, it's the the disrespect towards women. You know, they don't understand the view of the women who were actually caught in the middle of it. And I was one of those women who was caught up in the middle of everything. I remember talking to you about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's that disrespect of women and this, this want to not have a conversation anymore, just shut it down, you know, that has just got me riled up. Okay, so what sort of reaction have you had, you know, to saying that you're going to cancel? Overwhelming support from most people. You're always going to have social media trolls, but um, there are far more people who agree with the things that I'm putting on social media rather than opposing them. Okay, Karina, I know because I spoke to you at the time, you were at Albert Park. Alia, you were there. Ro, I think you were there as well. You know, Spark, you'd have to be living in a cave not to know what happened there and how sensitive all this 
could be perceived. You have to yeah. wonder because, you know, when you look at the what the mainstream media, how they portrayed that that day, it really was like it was in a different place because, you know, they, they made out that it was peace and love and rainbows and light, um, and they totally glossed over the fact that there was a lot of violence happening on that day and a lot of scared people. And so if Spark didn't have anybody there and they were just purely listening to what was in the mainstream, then you can kind of maybe understand how they didn't didn't know or maybe they lived under a rock and didn't see the rest of the videos that were going viral on social media. But it through just seems like network. living in... <laughs> yeah, yeah, through their network. Um, that you've got these two worlds and unless you're tapped into the other side, then you don't hear. Yeah, and I think there's also a lot of people that work with Spark. Like I spoke to a lovely lady on the helpline yesterday because I rang up to find out how I could close my accounts. And she and she read out their statement that they had done, put out, that was all, you know, nice and kind of PC. And so I read out their tweets to her and she goes, oh, my God, that's awful. I don't agree with that at all. She said, I've got two young girls. I want them to have a voice. I totally get why you don't want to support this business. She said she was going to bring it up at a team meeting. And, you know, I've seen other comments on social media as well that people have contacted Annie O'Brien, for instance, to basically that work with Spark and say, to say that they feel like they don't have a voice and they're not happy. You know, if you don't adhere to the pronoun brigade, then you're in trouble at work these days. So have these big companies been taken over by something? The Rainbow Tick, yeah. ESG scores. You know, it's a combination of things. Yeah. The rainbow tech is a money maker. The rainbow yeah. tech is the new moldy. They're playing them at the same time. Okay. But to risk losing a whole lot of customers, though, that's never made sense in business. There's no, I, I don't know if they saw it as a risk. I think they're just so ignorant about what the population say, thinks because, you know, as, as Alia said, our mainstream media portrays one narrative, but it's actually not what people believe. And, you know, we did a survey through Save Women's Sport earlier this year about who approved of males participating in female sport if they identified as trans. Only 16% of Kiwis did. By far, the majority were opposed. But if you listen to the media, it's all celebration about that. Likewise, with the South ID, Speak Up for Women did a survey, and they found only 20% of people supported sex South ID legislation. Yet once again, you never hear anything negative about that, anyone opposed to it. It's all just sweetness and light, and there's no issues whatsoever. And those that have any issues are just bigots and transphobes and TERFs. Mm. I haven't seen any reporting of it. <laughs> any of you? Of the of the, spark? Of the, of no. the spark. Um, normally... A social media storm makes it to the news. Up to this point, anyway, I haven't seen it reported. It'll be interesting to see if we see it reported over the next couple of days once we go into the working week. So lots of people are off on the weekend. So is there going to be damage control needed from tomorrow onwards? The thing is, though, if you want to cancel your account, where do you go? Because all the other players are in a similar mindset, right? Yeah, so oh, yeah. One New Zealand came out with a, a terrible comment as well, but there are other providers. You just have to look around. And, you know, a lot of them have the rainbow tick, but they don't feel the need to come out with the virtue signal. Like, I understand the pressure that these businesses get put under to have to adhere and comply to this kind of stuff, but you just, yeah, you need to put the adults in charge of social media. Yeah, but those um, percentages that you just mentioned before, Ro, 
you have to be aware of who your customers are. And if you are aware and you know those figures, none of this makes any sense. Especially because women are the main bill payers too, aren't they? There you women go. are the ones that make the decisions about which services that you use in a house the majority of the time. I think that's when you need to be looking at the um, bigger picture of the whole diversity, equity, inclusion um, structure that is right over the top of all of these companies and organisations that sort of almost seems to supersede that common sense, the fact that these that women are the ones that pay the bills often, um, certainly a large um, part of their customer base, but it seems like that there's this um, a bigger influence there that seems to be more important that they're getting these ticks and that they're saying the right things are virtue signaling up the wazoo. Um, it's it's quite crazy. I've been watching things like that happen over in the States with the likes of Bud Light and other kind of organizations that have gone on and done the same sort of thing, not really noticing or or even you would think that they would learn from watching what had happened. You know, there's a big losses that those those organizations have faced from partnering and making certain kind of uh, uh, alignments with certain individuals or taking a stance on political matters that really have nothing to do with their business. It doesn't seem to make any sense if you look at it on the on the the just on the surface level, but perhaps there's something more going on above that. Well, Bob McCroskey mentioned BlackRock when I talked to mm. him. And the $15 billion of share market value that Budweiser lost, when you look in the context of BlackRock's, I don't know, three or is it four trillion or maybe even more under funds management? 15 billion? Well, that's just chump change, isn't it? Mm. Maybe there's something in that. Yes, there, there could well be. And there's been people who've done a little bit of digging this weekend to see who the shareholders are of the likes of Spark and BlackRock is on the list. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the money. Let's do a bit of crystal ball gazing here. This week, do you think we'll see a change in the share price? Uh, Karina, do you think you'll see a whole bunch of people, you know, finishing up their accounts at Spark and shifting? What, what do you think might happen? I have seen people already start to shift and they're already telling me that they're shifting. Um, my shift is tomorrow. Do you know where you're going so go to go? So we're moving our broadband over to Black Box. Now, Black Box is under Pulse Energy who aren't okay. on the rainbow tick um, list. And so we are still looking at our mobile provider. For me, with when it comes to the rainbow organizations, support whoever you want, right? So, but support everyone equally. You do not need to crap on one part of your customer base just to keep the minority of your customer base happy. Like, just support everyone and just be quiet on matters. If I'm paying you for a service, provide the service that I am paying you for, and that's it. And so over the next week, it'll be interesting to see if the CEO of Spark does respond because I am going to send a letter. So the correspondence that I had with the Spark person yesterday said that they will acknowledge the steps that I take and, you know, things like making me feel better. And I'm like, great. I'm glad that you acknowledge the steps that I'm going to take because it's going to be, I am going to ask to meet with the CEO so we can have a discussion because face-to-face <laughs> -face is like. the only thing that is going to make me feel better. She should have said something by now though, right? She should have. She should I mean, have. This is so like emergency, emergency. Yeah, 
And so it strikes me as weird that she hasn't said anything at all when this is going on. And she's a woman. (laughs) Yeah, and she's a woman. I hate to say it, but it was probably a young woman on the other side of that social media account threading in response to Chanel Lau. It was. It was? Apparently the social lead, um, I saw on Twitter today, someone did some digging, the social lead identified as she, they. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. No big surprise, probably. Yeah. No. How does that make you feel as women? You've got a CEO as a woman. <laughs> You've got the, well, the the them, they, presumably a young woman. I mean, what's going on here with, with that? Oh, look, I think a lot of young women have been indoctrinated through their education, but also, too, they don't understand the rights that they're giving away because they've always had them and they've never had to fight for them. So I just think there is just a complete ignorance about what is happening here, and they won't understand what this fight is about until they've lost their rights, and they have to start fighting to get them back again. It's it's really frustrating. How does someone like Chanel Lau get away with some of the things he, they, she, whoever, has said? Some of it's been horrible. A lot of it's been horrible. There seems to be different rules for the trans community and rainbow community than there is for everybody else, doesn't there? Mm. There's been certainly been a lot of bullying behaviour that has been captured on screenshots from his tw- Twitter account. How can you become the young New Zealander of the year with that? Money makes people Kiwi do Bank. weird things. Money makes people do weird things. It's always, it's, it's always going to go back to follow the money. Well, how does Kiwi Bank make any money out of that? To all rainbow tick organisations, anything to tick that box and have that money coming in. I don't know why these things are making money. For me, look, there is money to be made in poverty. And so if they can make people poor, they're going to keep making money. And this is just one way to do it, by keeping the division going. They want to keep us divided. I think you're onto something there. There does seem to an effort in in creating division. Absolutely. Like it's sort of out in the open, naked now. Yep. There's an opportunity right now for a an organization that's in competition to stick their hand up and say, Hey, we're over here. We're just we're just getting on with business. We're not getting into politics or or social matters. We're just staying on our path. Um, We're over here if you want to come to us. Maybe it's time to set up a telco. (laughs) Yeah, we'll add that to our... Should we look at that? (laughs) (laughs) Anyone got anything finally to say about this? Oh, look, I I think Spark will probably try and brush this under the carpet and pretend that it hasn't impacted them, but I would be very, very surprised if if there weren't big conversations going on around the board table tomorrow about how they better control their social media accounts. I just wonder what the men, the guys are saying, from my point of view anyway. But everyone's too scared to speak up. And it doesn't matter what organisation you're in now. If you're in a large corporate and you don't adhere to this narrative, you just be quiet because otherwise you get in trouble. But do you? This is the thing. You might think you do, but really, do you? I'm sure there's there's a certain amount of self-censorship that goes on too, but... Yeah, I'm sure you probably won't climb the ladder if you don't play the game. Fear. These businesses. 
there's a lot of fear with a lot of people too, which stops them from saying things. They're scared of being labelled, they're scared of being attacked. The social element of that, even without the structure of a company and the hierarchies within it, is, is enough for a lot of people to keep their mouth closed. Yeah, and because people do, they don't actually know that their views are the majority because yep. all the people that you know think the same way are too like are opposed to this don't speak up because they just are too fearful to. That's yeah, so frustrating. Well, this can't go on too much longer, can it? You would hope not. <laughs> where do you where, where do you arrive? What place do you arrive at? Oh, look, I used to think Kiwis were like a really pioneering, common sense, straight talking, you know, lot of people. But we have become the most soft and compliant and pathetic people. Like, you know, there's small groups, obviously, that are still staunch and say what they think. But the majority of people now are just quite happy to sit back and let things go because it's just too much hassle. They'll just follow the lead of, you know, whatever's going on and not actually think for themselves or speak up if they don't agree. And it's it's a really sad state of affairs. And I actually do not know how we turn this around in New Zealand. What needs to happen before they'll actually wake up to what's going on? It feels to me like we, we're, well, from our perspective as um, at VFF, we're encouraging people to have their voice heard. And so you can do that in a few different ways. You know, if you're really courageous, you go out and you change your provider, you let them know why. Perhaps there's some people who aren't in the position to be able to do that. Um, might depend on where you are in the country and whether or not there's service from another, another, um, you know, competition. But if you can't do that, then there's you can still clog up their um, messaging services and, you know, call them on the phone, message them on their chat online, send them an email, do something that means that somebody on the other end of that has to read about why you're disappointed in their service. And I think... The more that we can do that, the more that you inspire other people to stand up and say, you know, do the same. Because there's a, like you say, there's a lot of people out there that are feeling this way, but they just don't have the courage to do it. So you find your your entry point and um, what you can feel comfortable with and just start, start there. And then you'll get more and more courageous as you go on. That's been my experience anyway. Yeah. Great advice. It boils down to one simple thing, right? A spark can start a flame. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Karina Shields, Roe Edge, and Alia Bland of VFF, thank you for coming on this morning. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, thank Paul. You, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.